Hey, Judd's Hockey Show listeners. This is the hockey whisperer himself, Phil Mackey. And I want to talk real quick about Federated Mutual Insurance Company, here to help take your business to another level through risk management. Uh, they are basically like a, like a checking line to protect your top-line players from risks and things on the horizon. Federatedinsurance.com if you want to find out more information and if you want to find out more information about the great people that have been around for a long time helping businesses. Federated Insurance, where it's our business to protect yours. Hockey! Yeah. My favorite, it's Judd's Hockey Show. And it is Judd's Hockey Show. The day after a 5-1 wild win against the Edmonton Oilers at the X. The Wild now uh, 96 points in 72 games. They are in second place in the Central Division behind the Colorado Avalanche. The St. Louis Blues, who beat the Boston Bruins last night, also 96 points. But the difference there, a game in hand with 73. A wild card one is Nashville with 89 points. Wild card two, Dallas with 88 points. Those are the next teams in the Central Division. Uh, Dex, I want to talk about a team that uh, in the wild continues to play very good hockey. 11-1-2 in the past 14 games. Red Hot at home, Cam mm-hmm. Talbot continues to play great. His last 12 starts, 10-0-2, 223 goals against, 922 save percentage. I want to start with my favorite moment of last night's game, though. Okay. And shockingly, it's going to have nothing to, to do with goals. What? I want to get to those. But I want to start about with my favorite point of last night's game. Okay. My favorite point was in the third period, there was a dust-up. There's always dust-ups. It's dust hot. Dust-ups, yep, 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 yep. Um, and, and Yamamoto and, uh, Kaprizov started to go at it and Evander Kane stepped in and, you know, Kaprizov to his credit, here's the thing. He won't back down. So like, he's not going to like turtle. He's not going to Kirill Kaprizov is strong as an ox. He will take you on, but here's what I loved about it. Four guys were on the ice. It was, um, Brodeen. Kulikov, Hartman, Zuccarello, along with Kaprizov. All four of them went after Kane. As if to say, you ain't touching our superstar. Yes. Um, That is, I can't, and look, just to be very clear here, it's not the potential for a fight I like. It is the fact that, again, this gets us so far away from who this team used to be, right? Like, they look at Kaprizov and say, he can fight his own fights. We know that. We don't care. He's not going to take a hit. He's not going to fight unnecessarily. We have his back. And I'm not sure about you, but as the playoffs approach, and I think it's now 10 games left before we get there, I love that mentality. Absolutely love it. Yeah, you have to stick up for your star players. I mean, look, the Oilers and Evander Kane's got his own... (laughs) package on and off the ice for god's sakes and and i think when you make a run at a star player like that you have to have your players stick up for him um and to be honest this you know i, I know was delorier out yesterday he was out. yep we'll talk about that in a second but he did not yep. play again because of a foot injury but uh with yet added size right like when when they traded for deloria they trade for middleton um but then just the general toughness too that these guys already employed with hartman and obviously felino um, that that is a that is a key thing because guess what in the playoffs we're we're gonna see someone on St Louis, um, someone on Nashville is gonna do everything they can to bug and pester Kirill. Now to Kirill's point uh, or, or to Kirill's you know advantage 
he is not a pushover himself. You know, like a, right. a, a lot of star players, like Fiala's got some anger to him, but like Fiala can be pushed around and like doesn't really have necessarily a lot of physicality to push back. And and you know what? And, and that's not a knock on Fiala knows that too. Like I'm not saying Fiala's not going right. to get in a dust up and like show that he's he wants to be there, but like Fiala can get pushed around. Kirill's actually like built where it's like, no, you really actually can't screw with me. But if you do mess with me, I got my boys on my back here that are absolutely going to jump on you if you, if you try to do something stupid like that. So kudos to Hartman. I know he got he got the max fine. I, I did see that on yeah, on, on Tuesday afternoon, and so he did get the max fine yeah. for that. But you have to have your players stick up for you, and especially in the playoff series. I thought that was huge. So what drives me crazy about this league, and this is such an old school thing to me. So so Hartman eventually pairs off with Kane. And I think Har- I think Kane would have killed him. Like Evander Kane's strong, um, and so the linesman did Hartman a favor because they basically w- would not a- allow them to fight, which is sort of weird after what transpired in the in the uh, Troy Terry Ducks game last week. When when what a player cleaned Troy Terry's clock unnecessarily yeah. because the linesman wouldn't get in- involved. But here's the thing that drives me nuts. So they're separating. Hartman and Kane and Kane is screaming, which, you know, is fine. I mean, that's, that's par for the course and Hartman flips him off and go back and watch that. The line, the linesman, the linesman literally goes after Hartman's arm to like, take his finger down. Yeah. Like, you can't do that. You can't, he's flipping him off. It's the most harmless bleeping thing in the history of the world. Like this is where we're going to draw a line. It's 2022 and we still allow fighting right or wrong but we still allow it we still allow uh, again troy terry got his clock cleaned unnecessarily by a guy who punched him like 10 times got you know got no suspension but we're gonna worry about and fine and i get the fine but the linesman actually like trying to reach out for hartman's finger and arm to like bring it down so the kids in the crowd can't see this yeah you don't want the crowd tell me how stupid like that should be the least if I am a linesman, I flip them off all you want. You'll probably get fined. Don't care. But, like, that's where you're going to draw this imaginary line of, this is hockey. We can't have that. It, it's like the scene in Slapshot where the guys are bleeding during the <laughs> anthem and the referee goes back and says, oh, I hear one more word from you guys. on." And it, I'm listening to bleeping song. Uh, why are we worried about Ryan Hartman extending a middle finger to Evander Kane? Yeah, it's almost like. My my theory is like the ref knew that if he did that, like he was gonna get fined. Like it wasn't necessarily like it was gonna be a punishment in the game. Like he must like he even knew like he's gonna get fined. But it's a sport too. Okay. This is a sport okay. where fighting is accepted. There's even to right. a degree, you can use your stick as a weapon, you know, to, to antagonize <laughs> people to a degree. Yes. And and for God's sakes, you, you stick up the bird and, and, and that 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 draws a five figure, you know. If you and I were fine like that, we would actually have to figure out how we're going to recuperate that money into our daily lives. Um, yeah, I, I think it's embarrassing um, um, for the league to just really do that. It's it's funny. You know, it goes viral. It was all over um, our, our yeah, Twitter feeds, it and it's fun. still all over things today. And obviously, we're still talking about it 20 or 12 hours later. But yeah, I, I thought it was a little absurd. But no, good for Hartman. Like, that, I, that's what I love. Like, good, this, this, this team has an edge to them. So you know, like Hartman doing that, Judd, is similar to like Pat Bev for the Wolves. Like they they need a guy like that who is is not afraid yeah. to say, "Don't mess with us." And also, if you right. do, I'm I'm coming after you. I'm not gonna be I'm not gonna be a pushover right. and just let you have your way with me. And he's a small guy, and guess what? He doesn't care. 
Mm-hmm. But but I love the fact I love the fact that not one, not two, not three, but four. Everybody on the ice who could came to Kaprizov's defense because to me that sends a message too. Because you're right, in the playoffs, teams are going to try and take Kaprizov off his game, and the Golden Knights did that for the most part last year, and it worked. But this time around, I think it needs to be different. And yeah. so I love this, that they are all, all going to step up and, and take charge. Um, but by the, the, the way, the Troy Terry fight I was thinking about was against the Arizona Coyotes. Jay Beagle jumped him and punched him, punched him like 10 times. Yeah. But we're worried about a middle finger here. Yeah. Ryan Hartman, <laughs> okay, explain this one. Last night, two more goals. Yep. So So right now... I believe he has more goals this season that, than he had in the previous three years combined. Ryan Hartman yes. is at 29 goals, and I believe he had 28 in the previous three years combined. This is one of the most incredible breakout years mm-hmm. in this team's history. And furthermore, furthermore, it is a testament to the fact that this team is getting is going to have a 30-goal scorer he must be the most reasonably priced 30 goal scorer in the league. Yeah. Like Ryan Hartman signed a well below market contract to stay here. But when we talked about the center position and the Kaprizov line at the start of the, the year, and I think we both essentially surmised at the time, it would probably have to be Eck playing center on that line. Um in my wildest dreams, Declan, I never would have assumed Mm-mm. or thought that Ryan Hartman could even, if you had told me, hey, no, Judd, here's the deal. Ryan Hartman is the guy. I just said, what are you talking about? He can't be the guy. Ryan Hartman has fit in damn near seamlessly on that line. Now, Zuccarello and Kaprizov have their own special thing, but nonetheless, Hartman's emergence and to have nearly 30 goals is an incredible story. Yeah, no, no doubt. I mean, look, he was a first round pick. He was drafted 30th overall by Chicago and and actually at in his age 20, 20 uh, in his age 22 season scored 19 goals, but then kind of just got relegated to to being a, a bottom six dude and, and carved out, you know, a nice little role there with Nashville and and then even with with the Wild when he first came here, but yeah, he's kind of put it all together here and and there's without a doubt a benefactor of playing next to Kirill Kaprizov and Matt Zuccarello. So you know, his game is upped a little bit more there. You know, if he was playing still in that bottom six role, like if, if you flipped Eck and and Hartman, you know, I don't know if Hartman has 29 goals and is, you know, having this career season necessarily points-wise, um, but he, right. he's he's made a big thing. And I've even heard, you know, off the ice through people that he's kind of put his priorities a little bit more in order when it comes to off-ice, the decisions, and, and he's, he's getting rewarded for it. You know, he, he's, I think we, Ryan Hartman came in the league basically at, at age 20 years old, and like I said, had a nice season at 22, but he's he's still 27. He turns 28 in September, so he's still actually kind of a little more sprier in his game. And and he's got six game winning goals this year too. Like he's actually got a little clutch gene to him. You know, like, like it's at six, huh? Yeah, he's got six game winning oh, wow. goals this season. I didn't realize that. Um, Corsi wise, analytically, he's been he's been very very solid. You know, in the face off circle, he's not the best. He draws a lot of he obviously has a lot of opportunities to win faceoffs, and he doesn't win a lot of them, but he's having a career season. They're deploring him in the offensive zone a ton, obviously, with that top line, and this just gives the Wild more firepower. Like, if you take away yeah. Kirill Kaprizov, you have other players that can score goals for you, and that's what, they, that's what they need in the playoffs. If I told you back when we were basically doing our, our preseason shows, if I had told you 
that the, the top two lines were going to be centered ultimately, and for a long time too, by Ryan Hartman and Frederick Goudreau. What would you have told me about your probability of wild success? I would say like wild card team. You know, I, I would have been like, I don't think they're going to be uh, basically flirting with being a home ice advantage team. I wouldn't, I wouldn't have said that they're a lock to be that, which is obviously like they're trending to be here with about nine, 10 games left in the season. I would have said wild card and cute team, but would have said, you needed uh, you need to go make a trade. You need to go get another center. You have to go get more firepower. And that hasn't been the case at all. Absolutely. I mean, we kept saying that too. I was convinced and I give him credit. Bill Guerin came on this show and said, you guys need to stop. And and we're like, but you need a center. It's like, you don't understand. Um, That's a, impressive so playoff time is coming playoff time starts for uh the national hockey league in may declan goff but you know what else is around the corner what's that may 8th may 8th declan goff is mother's day Mm -hmm. and have i got the answer for a gift for you young and old so it might be for mom it might be for your wife it is this spiral light candles and now i'm going to show you this too so here's the box and then I'm going to take out the candle. Look at this. Ooh. This not only is a gorgeous candle, but it also smells exquisite. Oh. It smells absolutely fantastic. In fact, you know what? It is going to change for the, the better, the smell in your entire house. Perfect Mom's Day gift. Uh, made locally, also shipped here, and so it gets there quick. Prices, by the way, start at $14. 14 bucks. So incredibly reasonable mm-hmm. orders of $50 or more shipped for, for free. The great thing too, this is not a cliched gift though. The wife or your mom will absolutely I love, love candles. This. I have candles burned in my apartment. All a the lot time. of people do. Mm-hmm. A lot of people do. And I'm telling you right now, these things smell great. Spiral light candles go to spiral light candles.com. And again, a, a wide, a wide variety of candles, a wide, uh, range of prices as well uh and because it's local it ships from here so we are talking about basically you you go online put in what you want it goes out that same day so spirallightcandles.com the wife your mom will love it it's a great idea all right your guy kevin fiala yeah I want I want to talk about his uh, his second goal last night, which got him to up to twenty six. Did you see the goal on Koskinen yes. short side? And now Koskinen has to stop that puck. I get that. Nonetheless, though, great shot. And here's the thing too: the wild goals, and this was impressive. And this is a really really positive thing I think as the playoffs approach. That goal was another product of a four check last night that was outstanding. The Wild was going not just to the net, but, but and I'm talking about Kaprizov, I'm talking about Fiala. They were going and getting the puck and forcing bad plays uh, by the Oilers defenseman. Duncan Keith, I think, on the first goal, completely butchered the play. But the point is, when Kevin Fiala, and we've talked about this before, but Declan, when Kevin Fiala can combine um, his skill, which is off the charts, with his work, he's damn hard uh, to beat. Because last night, he made a couple plays that were want-to plays, yeah. and then he turned those into skill plays. And that goal was a gorgeous shot, but it started not because of skill. It started because he worked his butt off. 
Yeah, I mean, he, he's a talented player. You notice him a lot. You notice him whether he's doing bad things or good things like this. And, you know, in the last 42 games, so since the Winter Classic, since the new year, uh, in those 42 games, 20 goals, 25 assists, 45 points. Um, he's been phenomenal. He's shooting the puck a ton, but he's also converting them at, at, at a decent rate. And and this is exactly, you know, the Robin that you need to Kirill Kaprizov. Like, if Kaprizov gets shut down, I now have a pretty good trust that he's going to be able to score you those goals. Like, um, you know, Matthew Boldy, I think, is who I know got hurt, but um, kind of chugged along there in the month of March. He, he kind of was more of a passenger, but he's still very vital to that line. And and yes. Fiala still has the ability to take things over. You know, like Fiala was the game breaker and was the Wild's best player pre Kirill Kaprizov for you know about that sixty to seventy game sample size. But he's he's the exact perfect complementary piece you need. Like you need other players to score you goals, especially in the playoffs. And and it, I just have this feeling too that he's gonna even score some big time playoff goals. Fiala's Fiala. Oh. Could totally see that. Yes. Could totally see that. And especially, and I mean, this is the thing. Because his skill, his skills are great. Like he is, he's not Kaprizov, but he is a very skilled player. When he works too, he's a star. I'm not Kaprizov is a superstar. So I'm not comparing him. Yeah, star. But when Kevin yeah. Fiala, but when Kevin Fiala works and combines work with a skill set that I think is consistently there. And look, is he going to make a bad play, a bad pass? Absolutely. He mm-hmm. does. Uh, that's the good with the bad, or in this case, the bad with the good. But that being said, when you watch what he did on his second goal last night, when he worked that puck, when he worked his butt off uh, and made a play on which he then rewarded himself, that's a great play. The The first goal was a pass from Boldy, which is a great pass. Go back and watch it. It's in the slot. It's a great play. I actually think the time off um, – rejuvenated Boldy to a certain point since he got back he's looked really really fresh yeah he's looked really good and Boldy's another weird one because his skill set is actually very high mm-hmm. um I still contend that he is a center without the responsibilities of of one he's got a he's got a feel for the game and I guess what you would call hockey smarts yeah that are really really high and he does a lot of things that that basically scream center but i think if he had all the responsibilities that go with with that job which is why goudreau is good there that it's probably smart to have him on the wing but i'm with you i think that that line playoff wise this partially depends on goudreau a bit but that line could definitely be the line that you didn't have against the golden knights which is okay kaprizov hartman zuccarello are being slowed what's next because it can't be x line so what's next? Well, potentially Goudreau, Fiala, Boldy. Yeah, I, I I really think the line just screams game-winning goals. Like, I, I, I can just see them scoring a, a big-time game-winning goal that they need in, in, in the postseason. I, I think I might. I might. We do write that, write down, that down on the show. Might have to do that. Right. Write that down. So the playoffs start in, in May, but uh, let me tell you about something, Declan Goff. April 28th, which is a Thursday, and now you're saying, Chad, why are you talking about an arbitrary date? later this month and i'm going to tell you right now why because that's the first round that night is the first round of the national football league draft and that is a night that you can find phil Mackey, judd zolke at declan goff at the surly brew hall where we will be hosting the first i guess you would say purple daily draft party tvs in play doors open at three six o'clock we start we're going to be giving away a tv mm-hmm. and 
We're also going to have available, thanks to our friends at Surly, Before I Die, which is a special beer made for that night, which is going to be on tap. And need I say more? Before I Die, we all want to see the Vikings win a championship. From me at 52 to Dex at what, 28? 29. We all want... 29 now, you're getting old. We all want to see the Vikings win a championship. But how can we toast that? With a Before I Die, it's going to be a fun event. Again, doors open at 3. We start at 6. Make plans. Join us. And by the way, you're. let's see here. I'm trying to remember, Declan. What are people going to have to pay to attend? Zero dollars. Zero dollars. Getting in for free, baby. You can get in for free. Go to the brew hall, buy this before I die, get a Surly Supreme even. I love me a good Surly. I'm hoping for nice weather because once the weather warms up, I love my Surly Supremes. There's plenty. Drips and drops too. Drips and drops is also a very good beer. There's plenty of good options at Surly. They got got ales. They have something dark. They have IPAs. They have all the things you need at Surly Brewing. And also, I will say whether it's warm outside and I'll have my bamboo fabric chill boys on, Judd, or if it's a little cooler because you never know in late April in Minnesota, I'll have my long johns on from our friends at Chill Boys. Chill Boys, which is a Minnesota-based company, the most comfortable underwear on the planet, performance brand, the bamboo. You got Easter Sunday coming up. I actually know, I have been teased already, in my Easter basket on Sunday, if you do celebrate Easter, great little stocking, look, great little uh, Easter basket stuffer you still right have an there. Easter basket? I still get an Easter oh, basket. Cute. Isn't that that's adorable? Not, awesome. The girlfriend's mom, so I, the girlfriend's mom thinks I'm just, uh, is just uh, thinks I'm like the Kirill Kaprizov of of people. She just thinks I'm a superstar. Uh, so I I know that I will have some chill boys in that Easter basket. Good little one for you too. Chill boys, the Minnesota based company. Tom Score North sent you. Love to to hear that. All right. Uh, so the Wild now goes on the road. They play at St. Louis. Or, I'm sorry. They play at Dallas on Thursday. They play at St. Louis Saturday afternoon and then they return home to play the sharks on easter sunday at at five five o'clock jordan greenway suffers an upper body injury last night he is not Mm -hmm. going on the trip i am hoping this is not serious this is a loss and here's why i contend this one since greenway got back from his last injury i thought that he was playing pretty well inspired which is imperative for him to be successful, Declan. But the reason why I think that this is a big deal if it's if it's something that's going to keep him out for a period of time is I don't think the Yul Eriksson-Eck, Marcus Foligno, Greenway line is close to being the same, especially in big games, if any one of those three is out. It yeah. feels to me like if, if Foligno is out, that line takes a, a hit. If Greenway is out, And I know that Greenway can drive people crazy at times. That's very fair. But that line takes a hit. Um, Going into the playoffs, I'm not going to have the delusion that those three are are healthy. Their style of games by this point in the season don't lend themselves to being healthy. But I am going to say all three of them being on the ice is absolutely, to me, instrumental if the wild is going to make a serious playoff run, especially if you're going to start against the blues or predators who are going to be bigger teams that are going to physically try 
and mix things up. Your yeah, thoughts? Yeah, and, and what's what's tough here because you know you and I talked about this a few weeks ago, and Felino was hobbling around and and you know doing his best to push through. That I said, oh, God, you got to figure out a way to rest these guys. The the the, the conundrum you face yep. is the Blues are right on your tail. You have a game in hand on them, but as we record this, the Wild and Blues are tied with the Wild having a game in hand and. And Minnesota's got some slappies in the schedule mix in here. You got the Sharks, they got Montreal, they have the Yotes, they have the Kraken. Like, they got some, you know, just you need the, crap you need teams. the points too much, Dad. But you need, but the, need points. the points. So, got to have the points. I would say, Don't fall behind the Blues. I, I, I would say Greenway needs to rest up. I wouldn't rush him back necessarily. Um, and you need all these guys healthy. Because like you said, if you lose, I mean, if you lose a Greenway or a Felino, God, that takes away everything. And, and we've been hard on Greenway on this show, I think, during the majority of his wild career. But he's really, I think, hit his nice role here. Like if instead of asking more from him, if this is the player he is 82 games a season, I'll take that. I'll take that every time. Uh, but Absolutely. If, if you're without his services, it could be it could get bad. It could get bad. So but I don't, you can't but you can't rest guys now. Like, they need these points. So, if you're hurt, you're hurt, right? But, like, we talked about Felino, perhaps. Felino. You know, sitting out a game or two. You can't. Do, you can't. You you have to get these points. These points are imperative because I have no interest in finishing in third place. Do you? No. Like, if, like if the options are Marcus Felino gets a night off and can rest or he plays and he's banged up, I think you got to take the banged up. And plus, here's here's the thing about the sport, too. I don't think guys are going to sit. Like, no. I don't think you could go to him and say, you know, hey, dude, I know it's been a long year. Let's try and rest you up. I think he would tell Dino to bleep off. Well, like, here's the thing, too. And like, and Colorado's running away with it. I'm surprised. I'm surprised, actually, they haven't clinched the division yet. I mean, they have a 14-point lead with, with 10 games to play. So... Um, they'll clinch the division here soon, potentially the president's trophy. And and at that point, the last three or four games, and look, I know you don't, but, but get, bear with me here, that they're, they're going to rest up guys, and they should rest up guys. Like that, yep. That's the luxury they've built up here. Of I don't really care about the president's trophy. It's the luxury that they get to rest their players come the playoffs. Then playoffs start May 2nd on a Monday, um, and they can potentially you know rest up those guys. The Wilder in a conundrum where they can't do that. Correct. You just can't. You've no options. You have to pursue second place. Mm-hmm. And and home ice is not the be all end all, but it's important. It's important for matchups. It's important, I I think, you know, for the crowd, which is going to help you. Oh yeah. Um I have no I have no interest in playing game seven again on the road. No. Too. No, right? No, no. Like, like you did that last year. St. Louis. Nashville are tough. So, all right. We uh, have talked enough. The As I said, the Wild plays the Stars tomorrow night in Dallas. I believe we might do a post-game one then, or if nothing else, on Friday. Another edition of Judd's Hockey Show is in the books. He's Declan. I'm Judd. Pass, shoot, score.